hear from the Holy Spirit. So important. Yes. We don't come to just sit and listen. We come, well, we do come to sit and listen, but we're coming to hear from the Holy Spirit. To absorb. He has something to say to you today. And so I pray that your hearts are open. And I'm guessing that, I, I sound a little loud. I'm fixing some stuff back there so you can. But I'm guessing that because it's one week to Christmas, hopefully you got your shopping done. Or most of it's done. Anybody? Done? Oh. Yeah. That's for you. She's done. <laughs> yeah. Three people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, it's a busy time, isn't it? Yeah. At this time of the year. I still sound pretty loud here. But it's good to come and gather together. Good to come and pause. We really have to do this because life can just get so busy. You could fill your day up with everything and anything. Before you know it, you haven't paused to just focus on the Lord. And really, if we want our life to go right, we have to put him first in our life. And so it's so important that we pause regularly, habitually, uh, to focus on him. In the morning, I think, is often best but to just to center our mind and heart on him. And then to gather together. It's really important that we do get together as the body of Christ. Amen. Because he's going to speak to you individually, but he's also going to speak to us as a church body to see what he has for us. So it's good that we've just taken time this morning to slow down. Yes. And let's just, we're going to pause and pray here for a moment and just enjoy the presence of God. And open your heart up to the power of his word and what the Holy Spirit has for you this morning. I'm on here, boys. You good? We can could you use the me? handheld. Good. good. You can I'm hear. You can hear mine. Loud. Mine's loud. <laughs> well, let's let's pray. Yeah. Father, we're asking you to uh, help us as we look back into our lives that you would reveal yourself in in the true power of the gospel and your love that has been in our life all along. Help us to recognize these holy moments that uh, we have had and recognize the work that you've done in those holy moments. Yes, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, we're going to start today uh, with a quote uh, from uh, the, the famous uh, theologian, uh, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Dr. Seuss said this. He says, sometimes you don't know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Sometimes you don't know the value of the moment until it becomes a memory. And we're going to conclude our, our, our series here of holy moments. But let's open up the Luke chapter 2. We've been in Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to continue there and take a look at some other scriptures. And uh, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to start at verse 10, and then I'm going to look, read till verse 12. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And this is where the angels are announcing the, the birth of the uh, Savior to the shepherds. And verse 10 starts off this way. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He 
He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. If you were here with us last week, you uh, we looked at the shepherds and about their holy moment that they had. But without hesitation, uh, they believed the announcement that they received from heaven through the angels. And they, without hesitation, they went to see these things in the city of in the city Bethlehem, a small little town, really, it wasn't. But they rushed to see the baby without hesitation. That was one of the things that we recognized in their life. They didn't without hesitation. They did it without hesitation. And then they were so amazed what happened after that. What did they do? They, with all the passion and the boldness they had, they were telling everybody they saw or met about what they just experienced. And we recognize that a lot of times that people didn't believe shepherds. But yet, even in that class of individual, as a shepherd, they were bold enough to continue on to tell everybody that the Savior, the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for, the one we've been praying for, the one that the scriptures talk about, was born in Bethlehem. And there's this, uh, there's another scripture that I want to go to and bring your attention to. It's in verse 19. It's really something. It's so easy to miss. It's so easy to read these stories and just pass over these things without really investigating and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. It says this. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And here's the good thought. It says sometimes you don't know the value of the moment until it becomes a memory. And when we look back, we can realize what that was. It was actually a special moment. But if we don't look back, we miss these moments, these holy moments. And if we ponder and look back, we can see what God has done in those moments. Far beyond our expectation and what we thought that that simple moment was. But it takes us taking the time, like Pastor mm -hmm. Mamie says. Take the time, slow down, and think and contemplate about God. Do what Mary did. We're going to treasure these things and ponder them in our heart. And today's title is, the message is, is the power of a memory. The power of a memory. Yeah. I think I'm going to... If we can't turn me down, should I use, I could use the handheld maybe. Is it? Speak it like, okay, that sounds better. Good? All right. So Mary, as we were saying, treasured and pondered these things in her heart. And so you think, what did she, what was she thinking? What did Mary ponder and treasure in her heart? Now, would you just think about Mary's situation, just the last nine months of her life, kind of blow your mind I'm sure as she's pondering these things like the shepherds are there and the baby is born and you know she's looking at this baby in her arms pondering and she had to have thought nine months ago Gabriel visited me the angel Gabriel visited her and powerful moment tells her that you're going to have a son 
And he's going, his name will be Jesus. He's going to be not just any somebody. He's going to be the savior of the world. Like these things are, we, we read these stories and I think we just gloss over. Think about what that meant to her. Not just any son, but she's going to have the son of God. And then I think she's pondering these things. I don't know. I, I gave birth to two children. If you've ever given birth before, the women in the room, the first time you feel life in your womb, a movement in your womb. Could you imagine what she felt like? like God, God is in me. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Going to grow in me. And then she goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth, who also, uh -huh. with, through Zechariah, she was, Elizabeth was barren all of her life, but she had become pregnant in her old age, you know, with Zechariah. She's pregnant with John the Baptist. I mean, this whole situation is amazing. She goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth, and greets her, and then Elizabeth says, when I, when, when I heard your greeting, the baby leapt in my womb. John the Baptist is hearing almost the voice of God through Mary. And then Elizabeth exclaims, you know, blessed are you among all women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Yes. She had to be pondering just all of these moments just in the last nine months of her life. And then she and Joseph, she's nine months pregnant. I don't think they were planning a trip to, let's go to Bethlehem, you know. <laughs> 90 miles away, right. but they had to go. Caesar called for a census, and it had to be they had to register in Bethlehem. And so unexpectedly, they've got to travel 90 miles. Like, this isn't hop in your SUV and, you know, Mrs., get the donkey ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're going, on, We're going on a road trip, a real road trip. <laughs> Sleeping out under the stars at night. No, then, that's true, too. then they get to Bethlehem. I mean, we don't even know what they encountered on that trip. It had to have taken some, uh, at least 10, 12 days, maybe two weeks to get there. 90 days traveling on a donkey. It's just not exactly what you would expect, even from the planning of the Lord. Like, you're going to have the Son of God's going to be born. And it's like, wait, what? We have to go to Bethlehem? And then how the baby is born? In a barn, in a stable, next to barn animals. They're like, what? <laughs> Lord. You know, giving birth is a memorable experience. If For the women in the room that have given birth, you could say that's like one of the most memorable experiences. But you don't want to really have it in a barn <laughs> next to animals and maybe smelly straw. And... Wow. So she finds herself, think about what she had to ponder in her mind as she's thinking about all these things that are going on. And now she's with, alone with Joseph. She's away from their family in this little town of Bethlehem. And, you know, she's think, pondering these things. And it's like now we're in Bethlehem. And then, I don't know, maybe she thought, wait, wait a minute. We're in Bethlehem. Like Joseph, she could have looked. Remember, the, there's a prophecy in Micah in the, in the scriptures. Yeah, like, Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Look at this. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will rule over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. And you, you, could, you could imagine her sitting there. Just think about it. It really, God took us to Bethlehem to fulfill his scripture. 
to fulfill the promise. It wasn't that Caesar just decided this. God intervening in the world's history, calling them to Bethlehem. So she's pondering all this, and so now she's probably thinking, well, maybe those hardships, none of them really were a waste of time. No. I'm in the middle of a prophecy. I'm in the middle of God's plan. And she might have even thought about her, maybe Joseph, but she might have said, wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. There's another, another prophecy out of the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Take a look and see yeah. what this says. So she's pondering all these things. She's, she's, it's quiet in there. Maybe the cows have gone to sleep. And so she's yeah, not she's glad the them. shepherds have left, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's probably happy. You don't really left. want the neighborhood in the day that you give birth, right? <laughs> but here's what she's thinking in her mind. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. And she's thinking, I'm that virgin. This is me. Calling him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. And she's looking down, holding this little boy. What's going through her mind? Yeah, it reminds, you know, it reminds us of that song, Mary, Did You Know? Most of you probably have heard that song. It was popular. I think in the early 90s it came out. But, but how much would Mary know? Like that song, Mary, Did You Know? Great song. I, I put the lyrics up here because I just think it's such a wonderful, beautiful song. That kind of in, in one song, the lyrics kind of grab the whole scope of Jesus' humility and his greatness. But it, that song, it says several times through it, Mary, Did You Know? But Mary, did you know that your baby boy, like she's holding him, would one day walk on water? that he would save our sons and daughters. You know, that he's come to make you new and this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Like, like what? You know, Mary, did you know that, that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man and he will calm the storm with his hand? Like, think about it. That baby, think how tiny that baby hand was. You're, you could wrap, you know how you stick your hand out and the baby wraps his, you're going to calm the storm with his hand. He, that he's walked where angels trod. And when you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. I could cry. Yeah. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. And it goes on, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? <laughs> did you know that he would one day rule the nations? That he's heaven's perfect lamb, and that sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. <sighs> wow. Like Mary could have never imagined all that was happening in that moment. That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. I mean, those words just capture the, the amazing power, beauty, God's supreme, Jesus' supreme humility mm -hmm. to be 
willing to be born like us in a fallen, sin-sick world. All for the sake of growing to become a man who would one day die on the cross to take the penalty for your sin and my sin so that the door to salvation would be open for us so that we could all become children of God, Hallelujah. sons and daughters of yes, God. Yes. And that to know even in that, those lyrics that he's one day, he's coming back Amen. to judge the living and the dead. One day he will rule the nations. He's setting up his millennial kingdom here on this earth. And so Mary's pondering these things. I can just imagine the things that would going through her heart, like Emmanuel, because this is what Zacharias said. They'll call him, that he will be Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. That God is with us. And he, 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 he literally grew in Mary, but it's symbolic of he's in you now. He's yes, literally hallelujah. living on the inside of every born-again believer now. That his presence is just as much as it was as his baby growing in her womb, now we have a well of salvation. Hallelujah. He lives on the inside yes. of us. Yes, yes. And so she's pondering these. She had to be pondering these things. Like, God is literally with me now, you know, and God has been with us. So like, she, had, they, she and Joseph had to have talked and said, he's been with us every moment, even through all the hardships. Yes. This was all part of us walking out and helping him to have his scripture fulfilled. Every step of the way. Yep. And he will be with us in the future. Hallelujah. And so she's pondering, you know, again, like people didn't understand. Oh, yeah. But Just think of the ridicule that she was getting. She and Joseph both. Out of society. How many people, yeah, believe this story? Yeah, virgin conception. And then you go back to the idea that, like Pastor Mamie said, it was a 90-mile travel from where they were to get to Bethlehem. Uh, and nine months pregnant? Yeah. And I'm driving Mamie to the Butler Hospital, and she's telling me, avoid the bumps. Uh, you're on the back of a donkey? Yeah. Whoa. On a rutted, rutted road? <laughs> <laughs> and then what? And then what? Yeah. Well, you can't, and then there's no place to yeah. stay. Or you can get in a barn. It's like, Lord, why? And there's the farm animals right there. It's like, it's not clean. Listen, it's, it's a barn. What's in the barn? Well. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, yeah. <laughs> but then she's got to ponder this thing. And what did Gabriel tell her? You're highly esteemed. You're blessed above all women. Okay, let's see. Everybody's ridiculing me, talking behind my back, talking in front of me, slamming me. I'm on a donkey. I come here. I'm in. I'm highly blessed. Uh -huh, yeah. And then she must be pondering in her own mind, thinking that just because I go through difficult times and hardships and things I don't really understand doesn't mean that God has lifted his hand of blessing off of my life. Yeah. Hardships was there. God was there. Yeah. He was there. He was there. <laughs> he is there. And he will be there. Yeah. We need to do the same thing. We need to think this thing. Because his name was what? Emmanuel. God with us. She stopped and pondered 
and treasured all these things in her heart. And here we are over 2,000 years later, and we take the moment ourselves to think about these moments that we have had in the past, pondering and treasuring these things just like she did. And when we do that, we're going to be able to see, yes, even when I didn't understand, even though I had to go through things I did not like, he was faithful. He was faithful. And if we take that moment, if we reflect on our lives themselves, we will recognize that God has been faithful to us. Even in those same situations where we're ridiculed, where it looks as though I've got nothing but trouble. We need to see what God is doing in these moments. Because when we ponder and we think about it, we're going to recognize God is fulfilling his promises to us. He's making our paths straight. Even when we don't think it's the right way, God is faithful. Even when we don't understand the circumstances, how can this be? Think of Mary, highly favored. You're blessed above all women. Did it look like it? But Mary treasured these things, and she's pondering them. And that's what we need to do. Before we make a snap judgment about things, we need to ask God, you are faithful. Help me to see what you've been doing in these holy moments. Just because we have hardship in our life doesn't mean, you had Mm -hmm. said that, that the, the hand of God is lifted. Right. The... Our blessings are often judged. We often judge our blessings by outward things. Yes. How everything is, is it everything going smoothly around me? Well, when you look at Mary's life, their life, it wasn't smooth, but yet she was called blessed among yeah. all women, highly blessed. And so when, when you look back, I found that when we look back at, you know, the things in our life, these moments and these maybe more difficult things in our life, that yeah. even the hard ones, just how true it is, you can... You begin to see that God's hand was nevertheless at work. And he's using all these circumstances in our life. Often, you know, it's not like he's necessarily creating the circumstance. Sometimes our own foolishness or sinfulness creates a circumstance. But it's it's amazing how God (laughs) can still take what we mess up and work it for good in our life. To lead and guide us into his perfect plan. Yes. And so, you know, we started to think about our, just our own life and some moments in the past. Oh, my. That I, just I, events and you, I, you wanted to share. I, I actually started to think about my own life. And I don't know if you were here a couple of weeks ago. I, I just told you about my past that I was in high school. I was a, a swimmer, and I was one of the fastest swimmers in, in the country. And uh, my goal was Montreal 76 Olympics. Uh, I uh, chose my school by who the swim coach was and how nice the swimming pool was and who was around me that I could swim against. Are they faster than me? I want to find who's the fastest in the world, and I'm going to swim against him so that I can improve myself. So I was training hard, but I was also partying hard. 
I, you know, I went to a school that had other Olympic swimmers in it. Uh, and uh, I was having this big party, and then uh, my buddy, uh, a Canadian Olympic swimmer, he came to the party and asked me if I wanted to go for a ride in his MGB midget convertible. I said, well, of course. Well, uh, one thing I did not know that he was smashed and so was I. <laughs> you know? So I got in the car and we were running and uh, just having a good old time. And next thing I know, I'm, I look up and I see lights protruding from behind me. And I look over here, there's a emergency guy and I look over here is Dean he's slumped against the steering wheel and I go how's Dean and he says he's still breathing what did you hit we hit a telephone pole at 85 miles an hour in a little MGB midget and chopped it in half and uh, the, the whole transmission came in my lap and I was uh, in the hospital for three weeks I had a uh, burst appendix, a perforated small bowel, uh, concussion. Uh, they took some muscles out of my right side, just above my hip. Uh, then uh, I had an, I got staph infection, and I was in the hospital for three weeks. And uh, my swimming career was over. My dream was over. Uh, my whole life was pulled out from underneath me uh, because we would swim five, six hours a day. And that was what we did. Uh, so at that point, what happened is, uh, now God didn't cause that accident. Remember what Pastor Mamie said? She <laughs> says sometimes the, the things happen because of your stupid choices. And I declare to you I'm quite guilty. <laughs> But then after that, I got involved with uh, a group of uh, men who uh, were taking psychedelics and uh, they were sorcerers. And so I was learning sorcery. I was training sorcery. Uh, it was uh, then it, I was still going to school. And so I would come in and talk to the Campus Crusade for Christ people. I would be explaining the exploits that we did through the sorcery and uh, for some time they thought it was really fun oh here comes Steve let's hear his stories but then one guy said to me you're in a lot of trouble and I said what I am <laughs> dumb <laughs> but uh, yeah he he said and he said you need Christ and I said I thought I had Christ and I, I was I grew up in church I was baptized as an infant uh, from my grandpa, who was a Lutheran pastor. Uh, but he explained the gospel to me where I have to make a choice whether or not I accept Christ and, and repent of my sins and ask him to be the Lord of my life. Well, I, 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 I said, sure, I, that's great. I'll, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And so he went over on a grassy knoll green, beautiful, excellent. We're in California, beautiful sunshine. And so I, uh, uh, he led me in a prayer of salvation. And uh, sure enough, I got born again. Uh, at uh, that point, uh, 
my life changed forever, I would go back to this group of guys that uh, I was learning all this from, and they instantly knew that I was born again. And all of a sudden, their voices changed really weird, and oh, he's born again. And, uh, so there was spiritual warfare. There was major happening. spiritual warfare. Demonic uh, activity. Very strong demonic activity. I came back to Michigan and uh, God, one night, God gave me a, a discerning of spirits and I'm laying in bed and I see all the demons that were attached to me. And, uh, that well, were, and, and you had been dealing with a lot of a demonic oppression you said in the t in that time frame you know? uh, huge but I, even though you were born again i think this is important it I'm is sorry very to interrupt, important but I, I think it's important to understand that even sometimes you give you a person can give their life to christ but if you and you are saved but if you've opened yourself up to a lot of demonic activity like what you did, I did. salvation uh you, you still may need some deliverance, deliverance after that because Absolutely. these demons needed to be told <laughs> you I, again, don't belong here anymore right that's a, and that's exactly what i did i was led by the spirit of god not knowing anything about the spirit of god other than i knew that the spirit realm was real uh, when i saw all these demons in me or on me uh i just simply whispered get out in jesus name instantly they all left and they never come back but it's important for you to understand, even though you're born again, you can be demonically influenced and demonically harassed like yeah. I was. And then after a time, then uh, I got my brain a little back together and went to Eastern Michigan University where I had another holy moment and met this woman here. <laughs> <laughs> and she had... Uh, she was at Slipper Rock, but she transferred to Eastern Michigan University to uh, fulfill her degree in nursing. And uh, that's where we met. And uh, then, you know, I'm skipping a lot of stuff, believe me. Then we had, 12 years later, we had two children and great stuff mm -hmm. and life was good and we we're still discovering God and walking in his ways. And then there mm -hmm. was... And I, at that point, I wanted to be a stay-at-home yeah. mom. We shared a little bit about this a few weeks ago. Uh, and God was making a way for that to happen. He, he was just teaching us about mm -hmm. trusting him for finances because we were going to go down to one income, yes. as I shared before. Uh, and then about three months, I had given, put my resignation in because I was f f working full-time. And I developed this. I had a cold, and I developed this inner ear. It was a virus from an inner ear infection that just lingered, the, the symptoms of it lingered and lingered with vertigo, which if you've ever had vertigo, it's no fun. And it was pretty distressing because it lingered for a long time. And they had said, well, you know, sometimes these things take time to go away. And it seemed as though, I, I almost re remember knowing that the Lord, I felt like even then the Lord was saying, this is going to take a while and I'm going to teach you about myself. And so I knew that the Lord was doing something in it i didn't like the circumstance how many yeah. of you like to be taught through difficult no it was like can't somebody just lay hands on me 
and make this go away. Lord, you're a healer. But I knew yeah. somehow that this was going to take time. And now looking back on it, we bring this up because it's a memory of a long season. And I do mean long. I mean years. Yes. That it, 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 it kind of pulled me, drew me into the, pre into the word of God to search the word of God about healing, to know him, to want his presence, to want his will in my life in a greater way. You know, here we it, stand 30 we, years I got later. 30, yeah, I mean, but we were filled with the Holy Spirit Amen. at that time. Hallelujah. Both of us. And there was just this passion that grew in our heart for the word and the things of God. And we began to pray for people. We would see healings in people's yep. lives. And more people get filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and even the call of God come forth on other people's lives as we had Bible studies together. And it was just like our hearts were open. At that point then, it seemed as though we, could, we were sensing this call into full-time ministry. Uh -huh. And our hearts at that point were open. It's like, yes, Lord, we want to do it. We want to do your will. We want to yes. do whatever you want us to do. So, yeah, if you fast forward then 30 years. Yeah, here we stand we, right now. We come to today. It, you know, as you ponder back on your life. And some memories. I mean, God didn't make that car crash. He didn't put me in that car. I got in that car. I have a free will. I did that. But the scripture in Romans 8, 28, he can make all things work for good for those who are called and love God. And even if I wasn't involved with that group of sorcery, you know, I would, I would never have been born again. If everything went according to my plan, this wouldn't be here. Yeah. I would never have if met her. If the car crash hadn't happened, this, you wouldn't This have man been would never have been here. It's, you know, none of this would have happened. None of it. But you have to ponder because you don't know the value of a moment until you look back and you recognize that was a holy moment. You don't know the power of that. And you don't know what God is doing. God, in those moments. And he will use the difficult seasons in your life, difficult moments in your life. That's what we were looking back and saying, you know, that those years, I know for myself, of just learning to search my own heart. It was like he was allowing fears to be exposed in my heart and, and find out who I was in Christ. Like different things that um, when our identity is wrapped up yes. in the things of the world and you don't understand, you need a long season with the Lord for him to show you who he made you to be and to put your trust in those things. And so he just began to expose fears from my childhood, fears about life, about death, about relationship, about marriage. And our spiritual life at that point was just growing. Yeah. Really, when I look back on it by leaps and bounds, and I have to ask myself, I wonder, would I have pressed in that hard if life was really easy? Sometimes when life is really easy, you just go the way of the world, don't you? I think every, probably many of us would say, yeah, it was in my difficult season uh -huh. that I, when, if I press into God that I really grew. Yes. And sometimes we don't like the path. You know, we don't like that method. But, you know, if God says, like, in your weakness, that's when his power rests the strongest on Amen. us. Amen. And so yeah. God's always been with us. He's been with us in the past. He's with us now. He'll be with you in the future. And God you, is good. God is good. The key is, is that, I mean, let's, let's take a look at, uh, and here's Mary. Let's go back to Mary. 
and and let's take a look at you know we here she was she leaves the barn now she and joseph they go to the temple they go to the temple and what happens she's dedicating they're dedicating the child and look at this in luke chapter 2 verse 34 So they take they take Jesus there, you know, on the eighth day to be dedicated, and they meet the prophet Simeon. Mm-hmm. And when he sees Jesus, he he takes him in his hands, he lifts him up, he raises him up, and he begins to say, "He said, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against." In other words, people are going to oppose him. Yeah so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And then Simeon says something to Mary that I don't think any mother at that point would really want to hear because he looks at her, you know, as this is the mother who said, you know, be it unto me according to your word, Lord. The, The woman who was willing to follow the Lord's will, she gave of herself. She said yes to God. You know, be it unto me according to your word. And he says this then, verse, the next verse, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Mm. So there's no way that Mary could have ever known, you know, that in her, the, the world's greatest blessing, that she's looking at Jesus, the world's greatest blessing would also become one of her greatest breaking points yeah. in her life. Because 33 years later, think about what happened. She's standing at the cross. She's looking at Jesus dying on the cross, broken on the cross, innocent, her innocent, sinless son of God, giving his life for the sake of the the sins of the world, to pay the penalty for all the sin of the world. And I think, you know, at that moment, what do you think? Like at that point in her life, Mary, I think had a lot of things to ponder this woman all through her life after that. She would have seen his faithfulness, right? Yes, the power of a moment, you know, and she would have seen his his faithfulness. She would have seen in the present the peace that she had, which passes all understanding, and then she could trust him in the future because she just stood there and saw her son being murdered and then three days later, he rose again from the dead. So she would completely trust him. And you could always say, he's always been faithful in my life. He is. He's always been faithful. He's always been faithful. And I'm telling you, if you ponder the moments in your life, you will come to that same conclusion. He is faithful to me. He's faithful to me. His promises are always true. And no matter where I am or what I'm going to do, he will lead me and guide me and I can have peace knowing that he is faithful. And again, I really like what Pastor Mamie said. Just because life gets difficult for you doesn't mean that God has lifted his hands of blessing off of you. That's right. This is important for us to do. Here's... Here's, here's God, the Son of God, slain for our sins. But what was he doing? He was paying the price for your sin, my sin. He was defeating hell, death, the power of sin, and the grave. 
so that you and I now can be children of the living God right now. And it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, when you surrender to him, he's going to forgive you of your sins. Yeah. He'll make you brand new. Old things pass away. Remember that scripture? Old things pass away. All things become new. All things are of God. He's the perfect sacrifice. He was the son of the living God. He was born of the Virgin Mary. Why is that important? Because he didn't have the sinful seed that Adam spread through all of humanity. He had the very seed of God. So he could live a perfect life. He could be the perfect sacrifice for your sin and my sin. And he could have been raised up from the dead. I, I really, I promise you, if you, if you stop and you reflect on your life, thinking about the goodness of God and what he's taking you through and where you've come from and where you are right now, You'll worship him. Yeah. You you will you it will strengthen your faith. It will build you up. You will have such a living trust in him, knowing that he has delivered you over and over and over and over again. He's able to make all things work for good for those who are in love with him and are called according to his purpose. And I, this is really important for especially the American church, is that just because you have difficult times doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. And if you reflect on your life, you will find that, you know what? When I was hurting, he was my comforter. When I felt weak, he was my strength. (laughs) And when I was hurting, or maybe I I lost a relationship, he's Emmanuel. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. When you feel weak, the Bible says that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my weakness. Yeah. In my weakness. I'm strong. I don't have to think that I can't do anything because greater is he who's in me than he is in the world. If you're strapped financially, listen, he's your provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody loves you like he loves you. That's right. Understand that yeah. you can't do anything to have him love you more. And you can't do anything to have him love you less. He loves you perfectly, unconditionally. Do we embrace it? Mm. It's just, just take a moment and, Mm. that's good. you know, allow that truth to go into your heart. You know, to embrace that truth. Because sometimes we think God's holding out on us. He's not holding out on us. 
we have to be open-handed people yeah. to receive. You know, if you're hurting, he wants to be your comforter. But we have to open up our heart and allow him to comfort. If we're afraid, we have to believe and know that he said, I'll be your defender, I'll be your deliverer. Yeah. And rest in that. And it takes time to learn those things. We don't learn them overnight. I didn't learn them overnight. It seems like it takes you through a long season where you just keep holding on and then you let go and then you hold on, you let go. <laughs> and then you finally get to understand what it is he's actually trying to do uh-huh. in you to show himself faithful to you. And that we should not be deceived thinking that, well, just because it's, there's hardship. And it's helpful to look at these people's lives and characters in Scripture yeah. and realize they didn't have an easy life. You know, the fact that the Gabriel said, blessed are you among women, among all women. And all you just women. take a look at Mary's life and you think, uh, on the outside, at times it didn't look like she was blessed and highly favored. But when God isn't speaking about your natural circumstances much as he wants us to say, you are blessed because I love you, because his stamp yeah. of favor came upon you when he cleansed you from your sin. Hallelujah. And then he raised just us up to sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's why we're blessed. And he'll never remove it. Yes, hallelujah. He's never taking that blessing back. The only way it fades is because it fades out of our thinking. That's good. But if we keep it in the forefront, the power of a memory, like we start to ponder these things that God has done in our life, and we give him credit for it. Yes. We say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. That that even though I felt like quitting, I didn't quit. (laughs) You know, you were my strength at that moment. And so in the busyness of these days ahead, in Christmas time, you know, we want to just take a moment. Let's just take a moment now as we close out the service. Yes. That you, and tell God, like, I want to be more aware of your presence. We have to communicate with him. We have to express our desire to him. I wonder how many of you in the room or anyone listening yes. would say, God, I want to be more aware of your presence. If you do, then you could just make that little act of faith. I mean, everybody just close your eyes. and nobody, yeah. nobody looking around because sometimes we could feel so self-conscious we're afraid to do anything. Just take, raise your hand a little bit before God and say, yeah, I, I want yes. your presence more in my life. I want to be aware of your presence more in my life, Lord. Yeah. If that's you, just raise your hand. Let him know yeah. this is just yeah. an act of faith. Yeah. He knows your heart. Hands are going up yes, everywhere. they are. Oh, yes. my gosh. And God sees it. This is yes. what's important. He sees, yes, yes, my child wants that. I will answer that prayer. Yes. Yes, Jesus. Don't pass up these moments. Don't be afraid to be expressive yes. to our Heavenly Father. Yeah, this could be one of those valuable moments. Let's open up our heart. We open up our heart, Jesus. Open up our spiritual eyes to see you, to know you. We want to feel your presence. We want to know your presence. You are God, Emmanuel. You're with us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. God, I pray you deeply imprint on our mind and heart how much you love us and how much you've been a part of every step of our life. No matter how (laughs) painful it's been, you were there. We might not have seen it, We might not have known it or even felt it, but your presence was there. We invite you, Lord, into our life. We invite you into all those memories. Yes. 
heal, Lord. Bring healing inside of our heart. Reveal yourself, God, I pray, by the power of your spirit. Especially to the hungry, Lord. You say you will satisfy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Those are the people who will be filled. Tell him now, I'm hungering and thirsting for you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Express your heart to him. Tell him. Let him know. Just tell him, Lord, I've raised my hand. I want to be more aware of your presence. I want to be, I want to go back and ponder the things in my life. And I want you to express how you've worked in every situation to bring me to this point in my life. You might be here today and you say, you're not really sure where you stand with God. I want to help you understand that this could be one of the most important moments of your life. Yeah, this could be a holy moment. Yes. Our sign out front says, you know, Jesus is the reason for this season. And it's true in so many ways. But I also want you to understand that you're the reason for this season too. Meaning God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ. He sent his son Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He lived without sin. That's why he could be a perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins and the forgiveness of my sins. And maybe that's why you're here today. You're not here by accident. It's not a coincidence. Everything in your life might be actually pointing to this very moment. This holy moment is when you recognize God loves you, he cares about you, and he's reaching out to you. So what do you do in this moment? So what do you do is right in this moment. What do you do? You invite him in. You invite him in. You yeah. say yes. You stop and ponder. What's life without him? It's full of sin and brokenness. But when you turn from sin and you invite him in, you open your heart to God and his plan for your life. And when you invite him in, when you say yes to his love, forgive you of every sin you've ever committed and he'll make you a brand new creation in Christ if that's you I want you to raise your hand and, I, and then I want us all to pray this prayer just just follow me in this prayer and you watching online I want you to pray this prayer too Heavenly Father Heavenly Father yeah that's right Heavenly Father Heavenly Father forgive me of my sins forgive me of my sins Jesus Jesus. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. All the rest of my life. All the rest of my life. My life is not my own. My life's not my I own. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. amen.